2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Monday, December 12th. This is the Wolf Fong Whiparound. I'm your host, Lance Glynn. We are only nine days away from the start of the early signing period, and recruiting is still kicking up. Still so much to talk about, still so much to sort through, and nobody better to discuss everything you need to know about recruiting than the director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports, Steve Wildfung. And Steve, like I said, we're only nine days away. December 21st is on the horizon. It's on our radar, and we have a lot to discuss on today's show, so let's get right into it. Let's begin down south in Gainesville. Billy Napier had a big weekend uh, when it comes to visits for the Florida Gators, guys like Samson Okanlola, Mark Fletcher, Jaden Platt. It was a busy weekend down for Florida. What's the latest on the reaction from those visitors? And specifically with Okanlola, what can you tell me about where he stands with his decision coming pretty soon? Hey, good morning, Lance. 9.45 in the morning, Monday as we record
0: this, so information always subject to change even by the end of the day. Speaking of that, log the 24-7 sports crystal ball forecast in favor of Florida for American Heritage running back. Mark Fletcher, top 247 recruit out of Fort Lauderdale. This has been a slobber knocker on the trail with Miami for the Ohio's former Ohio State commit. And I'm certainly not ruling out Miami down the stretch here for Fletcher, as both of these teams jockey for position. But talking to folks that spent time with Fletcher over the weekend, it sounds real promising for Florida as of today. Six foot one, 225 pounds, ready to play. On day one, whichever school he chooses, Rushed for over 1,800 yards and 22 touchdowns as a senior, uh, one of the most coveted players in the Sunshine State. Down the stretch here for Florida, they have the number 11 recruiting class in the country, lands, But they certainly have a chance to finish in the top 10 when all said and done. I'm going to go to my phone here as we talk about some of these other prospects, and because uh, I talked with them via phone here, and I have my notes here. So, Samson Oak and Lola. Uh, I still think you know my crystal ball is on Miami. Uh, nobody has indicated to me that I should change that. I know that he had a great trip to Florida. Loved the people down there. Loves the way that Coach Napier and company are running the program. Got a chance to learn more about the offense and how they prepare their athletes for the real world. Those are all things that excite him. He had a good visit there. A few weeks ago, as well, where he got a chance to to watch Florida practice and spend a lot of time with the coaching staff and Coach Napier. So Florida very much in it for Samson, Oak and Lola, Mario Cristobal, uh, Mario Cristobal, and uh, um, um, Coach Mirabal. Excuse me, they're expected to be in home with Samson on Tuesday. So uh, they're going in there to make their pitch leading into his college decision, which will be on Friday, I believe, off the top of my head. Another offensive tackle that was on campus for them, Lance, that they would love to add. Offensive line is a need for them. Down the stretch as they try and shore up this class is Caden Jones. He's going to play in the All-America Bowl. That's where he's going to announce his decision on January 7th on, in San Antonio. Florida is my 24-7 sports crystal ball forecast, and he had a great trip. Uh, talked about the hospitality, talked about the family vibe at Florida, which was most important to him, and uh, he feels like that program's only on the up. I, I, I think that Florida's an excellent position for Caden for Jones as they battle Texas A&M and, and Houston, among others here, down the stretch run of his recruitment uh, John Walker, top 247 defensive lineman, was back on campus. Look, the trenches, that's where Florida, they know they got to recruit better to build it up. That's where the program is pro- was probably most deficient when they walked in the door, the offensive line and defensive line. And I think that they've had some massive recruiting wins uh, on the defensive line in this class. When you talk about beating Alabama and Georgia and company for Kelby Collins, beating Georgia for Cameron James, those are the programs you're trying to beat on the field to to win out for those defensive linemen would be huge. John Walker, major target for them down the stretch, picked UCF over Ohio State in Florida the first time around, but been to Florida several times uh, since. I think there's some optimism uh, around Gainesville that he could ultimately end up in Florida's class. Jaden Platt, Is a tight end. He's our number five tight end in the country in the 24-7 sports player rankings. Talked to him about his visit, and he talked about the resources that Florida provides their football players to succeed on the field, but also in the classroom. Currently committed to Stanford, so that's a big deal for him. You know, the people the people that he met on, on his trip, he talked about how they make you better outside of football. Very important factor in his decision. Now, Platt's going to be at Texas A&M this weekend, Lance, and the Aggies and proximity to home and stuff keeps them very much in the picture. But uh, Florida – Uh, uh, Definitely has momentum with Samson Okanola, but my pick's still on Miami right now, Cristobal and and Mirabelle going in on Tuesday. I think the Gators are, are trending to flip John Walker from UCF. My pick is currently on Florida for Mark Fletcher, but definitely never sleeping on Miami there. Jaden Platt, there seems to be some serious interest from him, currently committed to Stanford, uh, but going to AM this weekend and still you know, maintaining his pledge to the Cardinals. So we'll see how that goes. And then I love where Florida stands with Caden Jones uh, uh, when you're talking about the high school guys this weekend that were in Gainesville.
2: And, you know, you talk about these these prospects visiting Florida, and you said it before uh, on Whiparound, um, that for Florida to get to a point to win national titles, they have to beat Other teams that are competing to win national titles on the recruiting trail: Uh, Samson Lola, obviously Florida and Miami. Uh, Guy Jaden Platt, but anywhere you want, Texas A and M, right? You know you. you, mark fletcher florida miami you talk about again these guys that have offers from blue bloods throughout the country florida needs to win these on the recruiting trail in order to not only reach the level of winning an sec title but uh, then ultimately reach the level of winning a national title but a big weekend for billy napier uh, a big weekend for the florida gators a big weekend with a lot of big time recruits in gainesville uh, so definitely something to watch for florida moving forward as they battle the likes of like we said miami a Alabama, Georgia, others, so on and so forth uh, for these top-level recruits. Let's head back up north now uh, to the northeast. Let's go to Happy Valley. Penn State, a big weekend as well when it comes to visitors. And there might be a couple of commitments on the horizon for the Nittany Lions. What could you tell us about James Franklin, his bunch, as he tries to finish out this 2023 class?
0: Yeah, so Penn State sitting on the number 13 recruiting class right now uh, for the 24-7 sports recruiting rankings. Had some key visitors. On campus, they had uh, edge rusher Joseph Mapoy and defensive lineman Mason Robinson have both forecasted to the Nittany Lions on the 24-7 sports crystal ball. Robinson just talked about how competitive the practices are. As they were in town, they get a chance to see Penn State uh, prepare for the Rose Bowl and their date with Utah there. And uh, he talked about the coaches and players and staff and how they treat them like family and uh, that they're always genuine. So I think that Penn State, uh, we like their position coming into the visit for the Northwestern Commit, love it coming out. Joseph Mapoy, I mean, he loves Coach Franklin, uh, um, likes how the people treat him on campus, uh, went to the whiteout game two years ago against Auburn and said it was magical um, you know, Penn State at the time wasn't pushing for him, so he worked hard, he said, for Penn State to start pushing for him. Ty Houses, guy, Penn State assistant coach, says he can see himself playing in that defense uh, um, and uh, uh, thinks that the coaching staff is one that can help him improve as, as a student athlete. They also took a swing at top 247 running back Kedrick Riscano this weekend. I think that Ole Miss... This uh, Until someone tells me different, I, I think Ole Miss continues to be the tone setter in, in that recruitment. But I think that if, if Penn State doesn't make a move there, they're still in fantastic position for Georgia running back Cameron Wallace, who visited in November. So Penn State, they're going to close with a, a, a good back here just a, a, a matter of which one. And then KB on keys is a four-star hard-hitting linebacker out of Virginia that I love my prediction for Penn state for former North Carolina commit trending heavy for the Nittany lions right now, six foot three, 205 pounds, Juwan cider leading the charge on that one with an assist from Manny Diaz cider currently ranks number three in the 24 seven sports recruiter rankings right now. But if they could add keys to Tony Rojas uh, um, that would be a couple athletic, hard-hitting linebackers that can really play in space with high developmental upside. So Penn State class really coming together well right now for them down the stretch. Um, Mepoy, uh Robinson, and, and Keys, I, I like them. And then they're still very much alive for Daniel Harris, four-star corner. Crystal balls on Georgia, former Georgia commit. But I know he's saying uh, all the right things to the folks in happy valley as well and, and and that one's a tight one down the stretch with georgia as that speedy high upside cornerback decides what he wants to do with his recruitment down the stretch
2: yeah a lot to look for or a lot to look forward to when you're penn state as you know mapoi kv on keys uh, obviously you mentioned daniel harris someone they're fighting for Uh, So a lot to look forward to for the Nittany Lions as they try to close out what is right now the number 13th or the 13th ranked class in the 2023 ranking. So we went down first, now we're going up. Let's go back down south to Auburn, and obviously Hugh Freeze on the job a couple weeks now, uh, making moves on the recruiting trail, trying to close out this 2023 class for the Tigers. What's the latest you can tell me about Auburn as they were able to, I think, secure a commitment as well as potentially make some moves. With some other top targets, you know, only nine days now before signing day.
0: Yeah, two commitments for Auburn, Hugh Freeze and the Tigers over the weekend. They flipped Tyler Johnson, a six foot six, three hundred-pound offensive tackle from Louisiana from Texas, from Texas Tech offensive line, similar to what we talked about with Florida, a major position of need for them here down the stretch. And then you have Colton Hood a cornerback from eagles landing christian academy tiger's legacy several family members including his dad and Uncle played for Auburn. He was committed to Michigan State at one point, but now he gives uh, Auburn a playmaker in the secondary, going to go in there and play for his dream school. And those are the kind of guys you want at Auburn, guys that just love the university for what it is and want to help build it back up. Colton Hood, six foot, 170 pound defensive back that has proven to be a playmaker in the secondary, uh, uh, in the fold there. Now, Could they flip a couple guys? I think that it's it's sounding real promising right now with Ohio State top 247 defensive back commit Kay and Lee. Now the Buckeyes are trying to hold Auburn off, but there's no question that Auburn has some major momentum with Kay and Lee. And then Connor Liu, the top center in the country, in my opinion, currently committed to Miami. I think that Auburn has some major momentum with Connor Liu as well coming out of a weekend visit to the Auburn campus. Auburn also hosted a couple quarterbacks this weekend. Marcel Reed, uh, four-star quarterback, currently committed to Ole Miss out of the state of Tennessee. He's expected at, at uh, he's expected at Texas A&M this coming weekend. So we'll see what happens there. Hank Brown, uh, he visited Auburn on Sunday. Told me it was a uh, incredible day. Um, He was obviously committed to Coach Freeze at Liberty, reopened his process. Now his high school coach was Trent Dilfer, who's now the head football coach at UAB. So we'll see what happens there. But um, Hank Brown loves Coach Freeze and and Coach Austin, talked about how authentic they are, Uh, said that he feels he can have success there, said Auburn has the best facilities in the country. This is a young man that led – Led Lipscomb Academy to a state championship. 73% completion percentage. Lance over 3,000 yards passing. 47 touchdowns. Um, Hank Brown is a guy that I-, I could see in Auburn's class. You know, we'll see what happens over the next week. But a lot of offensive linemen were on campus this weekend. Um, a couple quarterbacks as Hugh Freeze and company try and get this thing going. Kay and Lee, a defensive back that they're trying to flip from Ohio State. They're trying to flip a lot of guys right now. Auburn's going to be a fun team to watch these next nine days or however many it is. It can't get here soon enough, though, Lance. Damn it, I wish it was this Wednesday. I wish that we were not going until December 21st. I wish we were ending on the 14th. That's The early signing period should never be so close to the holiday. I'm on my soapbox right now.
2: Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel You know, it's the anticipation of it all, right? Like we know it's nine days away, still over a week, but it's like, you just want it to come already. And of course here at 24 seven sports, we have the best signing day coverage around on signing day on that Wednesday, December 21st. Make sure to stay locked into the 24 seven sports YouTube channel as we're going to have wall to wall coverage all day coverage for you of the beginning of the early signing period. Steve, you're going to be a major part of that. I'll be with you in fact in Nashville. So I'll see you there in about a week and a half, my, uh, my good friend, but That is something you do not want to miss. Again, the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. We will have all-day coverage of National Signing Day uh, as we get set for what could be a very busy day uh, next Wednesday. So, Steve, let's now stay in the south, move a little bit west, and let's go to TCU, right? Sonny Dykes headed to the playoffs. The first-year head coach brought the Horned Frogs there. And he had a big weekend when it comes to recruiting, as well as they obviously get ready to take on Michigan in the college football playoff. What can you tell me about TCU, who they had, and what they're trying to do as they also look to wrap up this 2023 class strong?
0: Well, Lance, TCU has the nation's number 19 recruiting class, and they're obviously looking to finish strong, coming off an appearance in the college football playoff here, prospects that visit campus can feel the excitement around there as the team prepares for their semifinal against Michigan. Top 247 athlete Jelani McDonald was on campus out of Waco there. Texas is the 24-7 sports crystal ball favorite right now, but I think TCU is grabbing all the momentum here. I think he, he was in Austin on an unofficial and watched TCU beat the Longhorns. Now he's expected back at Texas this weekend for an official, but I think he's very impressed with the player development at TCU and the way they scheme things up and, and the amount of success that they've had uh, on the field. Not only this year, but over the last 10 years, TCU's been far superior from a success standpoint to, to their to their conference rival, not won't be their conference rival much longer, but but Texas down there in Austin. So I think Jelani is, I think that TCU is really picking up steam with him. I still love where TCU sits with top 247 receiver athlete uh, Mikhail Harrison-Pilot, who's not going to announce his college decision until January 7th at the All-America Bowl. Uh, But I think TCU's in great position for him. Jamel Johnson is a four-star safety from Arlington, one-time Texas commit. I really think TCU ultimately lands him. Javon thomas They've been working for a while to flip him from Texas A&M. Still haven't, uh, you yeah, know, I think that they're obviously very much in it, not ready to predict that he will be a Horn Frog yet, but obviously he has great interest in TCU. And then Randon Foninetti's at 24-7 Sports Composite, four-star safety. And that was on campus this weekend, Lance, that I still think TCU's in a good spot for. But so is Vanderbilt, the chance to be an immediate impact player for the Commodores and the SEC. I think is also exciting for him, and then you can kind of play along, play around with this uh, 24/7 sports calculator here. And if you put in Javon Thomas, Michael Harrison, Pilot, Jelani McDonald, and Jamel Johnson, that takes their score up to 248-36, Lance, which would then put the would put TCU uh, into the top, uh, would would put them. Uh, into the top 15 right now so they have a chance to to rally and move into the top 15 of the 2024 seven sports recruiting rankings by uh, by the end of the cycle if they if they continue um, if they can finish off these recruitments that they're definitely in in great position for
3: selling a little or a lot. to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash podcast.
1: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master new skill.
2: And it it shows just the impact that Sonny Dykes has not only made on the field, uh, but obviously the impact that he's made off the field in recruiting because this has been a great year so far for TCU, obviously. Going to the college football playoff it's been a great 2023 cycle for them on the recruiting trail so real credit to sunny dykes for what he's been able to do in his first year uh on the job down there A plus uh, rating
0: Brad crawford's coach article. oh yeah
2: and I, frankly a- you can even give him you can even give him an a plus honestly i'd give him an a plus plus now granted i know that's not a real thing but i mean 100 out of 100 right for sunny dykes i mean what more can you ask from a first-year head coach than bringing a team to the college ball playoff with a lot of the same roster that they had before As well as obviously, you know, put together potentially a top 15 class, which again, you can't really ask for more from Sonny Dykes than what he's already given TCU. So Steve, we've talked about Florida, Auburn, Penn state, TCU. I want to hit on before we go a couple uh, commitments and a couple prospects. Uh, And the first one I want to discuss Christopher Johnson, a four-star running back. He committed to Miami. What are the Canes getting in this dynamic back and, and, and what does he bring to this recruiting class that that is really uh, doing wonders for Mario Cristobal here in twenty
0: twenty three? Yeah, the number seven ranked recruiting class in the country for Miami right now, and they want to they need more big playability. Uh, on their offense, and Christopher Johnson certainly a guy, as you said, dynamic. He's someone that can hit a home run anytime he touches the football and lights up the scoreboard. You get a young man like that in space; he's one broken tackle away or one seam away from finding the end zone. And so, uh, when Miami was at, when Miami's at its best, it's when they have game changers at the skill position. And this is a guy that has a lot of upside and ability to to uh, light up the scoreboard and. Good recruiting win for them with schools like Ole Miss, Penn State, and and, and several others trying to lure him away from South Florida.
2: 100%. A great win for Miami, a great win for Mario Cristobal. Like you said, a top 10 recruiting class for the Canes. Even with the struggles on the field, off the field and recruiting Mario Cristobal is, is doing what we all expected Mario Cristobal to do when he came over from Oregon uh, to the U he, he's uh, really I
0: expect him to win too because that's what he did at Oregon you know? 100% look it's ultimately the a title guy. game had Oregon in the discussion for the college football playoff a couple of times uh, tough sledding at Miami early on here with the roster inherited and, and kind of the culture inherited but you know, they're recruiting, uh, recruiting at a high level. This yep. will be a second straight cycle. They're going to go into the portal and hit big there. And, you know, uh, I, I expect to see a different Miami football team next year. But, again, it's a, it's a gradual process. And, you know, I, I know everybody would have loved to see him win. Uh, win big this past year but hey we w- it was year two where uh, Mel Tucker won 11 ball games right at Michigan State and
2: uh well so for, for Tucker it was actually year one but again you got to remember with Michigan State they hit the portal just so heavy in his first year right that's uh, kind of
0: my point you yeah. know
2: and, and and look with with ball, like you said it's a gradual rebuild right and rebuilds start on the recruiting trail you know he inherited a program that was down with its culture that was really down with its roster um in certain key positions and he's recruiting uh to rebuild everything and you got to assume that a lot of these 2023 kids from Miami are going to come in and they're going to make an impact from day one uh so Mario Cristobal certainly has that program I think even with poor results on the field trending in the right direction simply because he's recruiting at a top 10 level which like I said is exactly what we expected from Mario Cristobal when he came to Miami Mel Tucker won 11 in year two bud you're right. You're right. You know what it was? 2020 was year one. You know, I always get confused with the 2020 COVID year. It was such a weird year. And in fact, I should remember that because if you remember correctly, Steve, that first game in that COVID year, Michigan State played Rutgers and that was Greg Sciano's first game and Rutgers won. Rutgers beat Michigan State. You were right. I was wrong. That's on me. But nevertheless, 2-5 to 11-2 and two with a top 10 yes. finish. In Peach Bowl. Again, it was the COVID year that always gets to me. I, I always forget I that think- COVID year.
0: We'll see what Miami does in year two, but the, but the guys are loading up with talented players. They have Francis Maui Goa committed. If they land Samson Okanlola, that would be two of the top three offensive tackle prospects. Do you, do you think
2: do you think Maui Goa and Okun, uh, and Okanlola are day one guys? Not necessarily day one, but at least early impact guys.
0: Well, it's the hardest position to be early impact in my opinion, but both of them certainly have the skill sets and the ability to come in right away and, and, and give you something as true freshmen.
2: Yeah, they really, they really do. Two big bodies. And again, it's like you said, the hardest position to be a day one starter, uh, to be a day one big impact guy. But uh, as the season progresses, it would not shock me at all in 2023 to see Francis Maui Goa and Samson Okanola. If Samson Okanola does end up landing with the Canes, uh, being uh, in that rotation on the offensive line for Miami. So Steve, let's move on to and Perkins. Uh, he's right now with Ole Miss. Do you like where the Rebels stand with Sunturian Perkins? Should they be worried at all? What's kind of going on there with his recruitment? Well,
0: talking to him at check-in for the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game early last week, he had mentioned to me that he did not think that he would sign during the early signing period and that he would take an official visit to Alabama in January. But by the end of the week, his tune was changing on that and I think after an official visit to Ole Miss this weekend, there's a lot of confidence that he'll stick with Ole Miss in sign uh, during this early signing period. And he would be a massive recruiting win for a defense that ranks 69th nationally in total defense. Um, he is college-ready, man, Six foot three, 200 pounds. At the Alabama-Mississippi game, he was probably my second favorite player there after Peter Woods. Uh, he, he could rush the passer. He can play in space. He can cover. He checks a lot of boxes. He's one of the best two-way players in America, a terrific running back uh, as well. Uh, Sunturin Perkins uh, is a guy that I think could be a potential game changer on defense for Ole Miss as they try and and improve that side of the ball with what is already one of the more elite offenses in the country.
2: Yeah, we have Sunturin Perkins here at 24-7 Sports as the number five linebacker in the country. So it would be a big win for uh, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss uh, to obviously keep him and Lane Kiffin of course coming off a big contract extension himself. Uh so it would be a nice nice little win to not only get the extension but also obviously uh keep Santurine Perkins uh, in the fold there uh, in Oxford. Steve, let's move on now to Jarvis Green, the three-star running back out of the state of South Carolina. You put in a crystal ball for him to go to Clemson. What went into your crystal ball and why are the Tigers the favorite?
0: Well, he loves the brotherhood at Clemson, you know, and uh, earned a late offer from Clemson, but really has had two dominant, dominant years to end his high school football career over there at Dutch Fork in state Uh, as a senior averaged nearly 10 yards per carry gain and uh, you know, rushing for 2,272 yards and 33 touchdowns. Also had 527 receiving yards and six more scores. But again, he, he, he talked about the family environment and the brotherhood around Clemson. Virginia Tech's the other school in the mix for Jarvis Green. But I expect them to be in the fold for the Tigers here as they put the finishing touches on a recruiting class that ranks number nine nationally.
2: Yeah, something to watch Jarvis Green. But Steve, the crystal ball to Clemson for the three-star running back out of the state of south carolina so steve before we go big weekend for wisconsin and luke fickle big weekend for nebraska and matt rule david hicks the number one defensive lineman in the class visited oregon he's currently committed to texas a&m dante moore uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the class five star out of michigan he visited ucla he's currently committed to oregon let's whip around a little bit what can you tell me about all those
0: well, let's start up there at Wisconsin, right? The Badgers hosted several official visitors for what was the first big visit weekend for Luke Fickle and company. The Badgers uh, they have right now eight commits in their class, um, but I think that they're going to land several guys that were in town over the weekend. Here, um, some of the some of the headliners were, um, excuse me. We got. We're going to have an update on Nicholas Harbor soon on the site here. Lance, as his dad calls in, I'll call him back here sh- uh, right when we get done with the show. Uh, but four-star athlete Brayden Moore from Hamilton, Ohio, Baden logged to twenty-four-seven Sports Crystal Ball, joining Badgers two-four-seven Insider Evan Flood after talking to him about his visit. I think that he he's one of the best two-way players in the Midwest. Former Cincinnati commit. I think he'll ultimately be in the fold. Same goes with Jonas DeClona uh for uh all-american corner out of naples florida um visited this weekend one time commit to cincinnati think he ends up following those guys to madison as well they love him Uh, they love both those guys think that they could be difference makers uh game changers on defense jamel howard's a six foot three 320 pound defensive tackle um, from, from Chicagoland. Michigan picked up some steam on the Crystal Ball when he decommitted from Wisconsin uh, under the old staff, but I think that it was a really good visit. His family likes it. Now, Michigan's still in there. LSU may be a player down the stretch, but, but Wisconsin, a team to watch with Jamel Howard again. Tucker Ashcraft's a six foot five, 235 pound athletic tight end from Seattle, Washington. Everything sounding really good for Wisconsin with him and then christian allegro is a six foot three 220 pound linebacker from avon old farms in connecticut i think wisconsin set the bar for him he's going to be at minnesota this coming weekend for his official visit so well it sounds like wisconsin hit the mark with everybody that was on campus this weekend for them it was also a big recruiting weekend for the huskers as they hosted some of their top targets down the stretch Including uh, four-star in-stater Malachi Coleman. Matt Coleman's expected at Michigan this weekend. But Matt Rule and the new staff making a fast impression on one of the most explosive athletes in the country—six foot five, two hundred five pounds. Um, th- they love him at receiver at Nebraska. They want to get a lot more playmaking ability on that side of the ball. And so Malachi Coleman uh, is one that they continue to impress. I like my old crystal ball pick for Cameron Lenhart, one-time Nebraska uh, commit. Visits again this weekend. Um, I, I think that the new staff is is doing a good job with him. Um, Jalen Lloyd's announcing his commitment this week. Ten four kid, twenty five foot long jumper, uh, a receiver target for for Nebraska. Things seem to be in a good spot for for Wisconsin. There, Kai Wallen, the number four edge rusher on the from the JUCO circuit out of American River Community College. He told me Nebraska is the one to beat. For him coming out of the visit. So I log that crystal ball in favor of Nebraska. How about Quentin Ives? They go into they go into uh um New Jersey and they they land Quentin Ives, he's a six foot three, six foot two-ish, hundred and eighty pound big play machine in nine games. land scored twenty-nine touchdowns there for Palmyra there out in your neck of the woods.
2: Down south. It's down south yeah. from me. See Palmyra's a good uh I would say hour, hour and a half for me, but it's down South, but it is New Jersey. Gotta Sometimes love South Jersey. That's how
0: long it takes for me to get from one suburb to another here in Indianapolis. <laughs> but look, he's got good speed. He's an explosive long jumper over 23 feet. Um, one source compared him or said that uh, he reminded him of James Starks, uh, a former NFL running back, James Starks. So, Nebraska, they're looking for more dynamic pieces on offense. They could certainly hit on a few of these guys that visited over the weekend that can really run, that have high upside playmaking ability. JV and Tobiano, top 247 cornerback, is going to announce his college decision on Thursday. My crystal ball is on LSU for him. Lance, um, it's been on LSU for a while. We'll see if the Tigers can pull this one out as defensive back. Major position in need for them. Here at the end of the cycle, they have the number six recruiting class in the country. They would love to add JV and Tobiano to it. Uh, DJ D- David DJ Hicks was back at Oregon for the fourth time this weekend, was there till Sunday. Um, so or, look, it's obvious he really likes Oregon. Is Oregon to be, be able to flip them from Texas AM? I think there's still some work to be done there. Um, but no question he likes Oregon a lot. Um, and, and the Ducks are a contender for him down the stretch. UCLA gets five-star quarterback Dante Moore on campus. We had the news first on 24-7 sports this past week. And while sources around Moore said that they thought that he would ultimately stick with Oregon anytime you take a visit and you go out and see one of the best offensive coaches in college football and in, 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 in Coach Kelly. You can't rule out the Bruins. So we'll have more information on that visit as the week continues on 24-7 sports. But thanks for tuning in, Lance. Thanks for getting up with me and doing this show. I got a call. Azuka Harbor back now, so I'm going to run. But thanks, everybody, for listening. Hit the like and subscribe button. Do the same on Josh Pate's page, too. He gave us a big plug on on his show uh, last night on Late Kick. So get over there and like his page, and we're going to combine everybody next wednesday unfortunately not this wednesday for the early signing period show
2: yeah we absolutely will and again thank you all for tuning in to the wildfang whip around uh for steve wildfang i am lance Glenn. just remember every tuesday and thursday at 5 eastern 4 central the college football recruiting show on the 24 7 sports youtube channel and of course next wednesday december 21st the start of the early signing period make sure to stay locked into the 24 7 sports youtube page because we will have all day coverage of National Science Day again. So for Steve Wolfson, I am Lance Blum. Thanks for listening to the Wolfang Whip